Hello and welcome to the Care It Out Sleep Show, a podcast for tired parents who are searching for a bit more sleep the caring way. I'm your host, Kerry Secker, infant sleep consultant, founder of my unique sleep approach, Care It Out, and your caring sleep supporter. I really hope you'll join me on my mission to get small to settle night's sleep without the tears, training, or techniques. I love talking about sleep and I can't wait to share my sleep subjects with you. My approach to getting you more sleep is simple, straightforward, but above all, it's got to make sense and feel best for you. Ready to get more sleep? Then let's get started. Hello and welcome to the Carrot Out Sleep Show. Hope you're all really well and thank you for tuning in. I am very excited for this week's episode and I have um, a really great guest that I can't wait to introduce you to and talk to you about. Um, we met, I can't remember where we met, but it was we we've been talking on Instagram for a long time and then um we met gosh was it I think it was a couple of weeks well it feels like a really short time ago we met up for coffee and we just had so much in common and I just thought it'd be amazing to have her on the show so today I am going to be talking to Mel the sling um the sling lady from Rapperhug Sling Library and we're going to be talking all about sleep and slings how are you Mel? I'm okay thank you for having me I'm very excited no, I am very excited too. It's when did we meet? Like that, I was. Yes. Do you know what? It was still a bit sunny, so I don't know. Maybe three weeks ago. Some, I don't know. Time is really weird at the moment, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> I know. Suddenly, it's very autumnal. You know, so yeah, I love autumn. But when we met, we I just felt that I could have spoken to you all day about slings, sleep. Yeah. I could have spoken to you all day. Um, and I know that, um, well, I've already asked the, um, some of my audience some um, questions on, uh, to send in their questions this, um, uh, uh, that they had on slings and sleep. Well, actually on just on carrying and slings in general, which we're going to work through. But before we do that now, tell us a little bit about you, what you do, about Rapper Hug. I love that. I just love the, just love the name Rapper Hug. Oh, <laughs> um, so I am Mel. I have uh, two boys and I'm based in Bethnal Green in East London. Um, basically, I kind of took over Rapper Hug after my friend uh, left the country. Um, I transferred it to East London and I made it my own, basically. Um, and what I do is that I offer sling library sessions so people can book an appointment and we can help them in whatever way they need, whether they're completely new to baby wearing, they're expecting a baby or they have a very young baby and they want to just learn about the different options available in terms of slings. So we help them navigate the rather overwhelming world of slings um, and so people come they try slings on or if they have a specific type of sling they want to try whether they want to try buckle carriers or woven wraps we do that if they want to learn to back carry if they want to carry a four-year-old a two-year-old uh, babies with medical condition parents with medical condition we just find the thing that's going to work for them so that's how the sling library works we have uh, one or two volunteers who come and help as well uh, and it's all very nice and lovely um, and i also do private consultations, so i can go to people's homes or they can come to mine so longer consultations um i do workshops 
although it's not really running at the moment because of the COVID. Um, <laughs> okay, right. I can imagine this is very, very complicated. Um, but I also run a meetup, which is more or less running because of the COVID again. So it's a part meetup called the Tamit Family Meetup. And um, everybody's welcome, regardless of where you live. And basically what we do is we have a bunch of parental and early years experts and professionals who come and support the parents for free for a few hours give them advice, support whatever they need. And we've got a very wide variety, very wide range of uh, people with different expertise. Um, and also the idea is for new parents to meet local parents so they can make friends and can help combat mother loneliness, which is a very big thing at the moment because yeah. everybody is very isolated. So this, we are probably going to run them again from November, um, but with limited amount of people. Um, but yeah, it's been very complicated with uh, rules and everything. So that's what I do with uh, a close friend of mine. Um, and I do whatever works for people, basically. I've been invited invited many times um, to come to different events um, where I just bring some slings and I do some demos and I give people information um, so yeah, whatever works. I'm here to spread the word about baby wearing and help people navigate slings and find something that works for them, their family, get comfortable. Um, and on the side, I also make baby wearing socks. So that's, a, that's so cute. Yeah, a little business of mine with my mom. We make baby wearing socks to help keep baby's toes warm when in the slings. But also works for bug for buggies and everything else. So. Um, so that's what I do. I'm also a uh, breastfeeding mother supporter uh, with the Association of Breastfeeding Mothers, so I can give a little bit of support with that. Um, and I'm just forever learning lots of new things to have a very holistic approach to, to my practice. And yeah. I really love my job. I love my job. I love the parents I meet. They're so lovely. It's so nice being a part of their parenting journey and helping them. And And yes. I love it. <laughs> oh, amazing. I, I do you know what? And I think that's one. I think that's how we've really connected is that I love that your job brings you so much joy. Like, yay for the job joy. I think it's so important to enjoy it. Um, yeah. And especially when you're working with parents, I think it's it, it, it works both ways. I think it's really important. And I also love that your whole approach is very holistic. It's not about a very prescribed, right, this is a sling for you. You've got to do it this way. It's, it's no. all about finding something that works for them. And I'm really, really passionate about that as well. It's always... Um, there's no black or white um, thinking here. It's all about finding what works for you. That's always the most important thing. Definitely. Yeah, exactly. yeah. There's no one size fit or literally <laughs> for yep. sling. Um, it's not everybody likes the same thing. Um, and one big thing I tell parents is don't go for with recommendations from friends because it might not work for you or it might work for your partner but not for you so it's very important to come and try try before you buy things library we're here for you we're here to help you so you don't go to a big baby shop where they're just here to sell you the most expensive thing that's not going to work for you and it's very uncomfortable so so yes come and see us we love yeah, i love that, I love that. <laughs> And once I'm always saying one size absolutely sucks because we're all really different. What works for one might not work for another. I think that's really important. And I love I also love 
the sense of community as well, Mal. I know that the, yeah. the COVID has stopped lots of things. It's definitely stopped. Yeah. But I'm really starting to miss events and meeting parents face to face. And I know I was really rubbish at coming. You've, you've so kindly asked me a couple of times to come to your rapper hug group um, and talk. And I really want to do that because I love talking about sleeping in case that doesn't come across. Um, but <laughs> I haven't managed that yet because well the covid and i just need a little bit of time to organize it but i would really really love it's definitely on my things my my dream list to do once covid is out of the way please please come and um, we'll have a date soon for uh, our next meetup at public union so if you can come that would be amazing amazing so to come and hang out. i've just missed <laughs> just missed connecting with people it's really yeah. it's really yeah. tricky and what we'll do because i imagine that lots of people listening will be interested in your sock shop and your socks because i de- i wish you do them for adults because i definitely am i love yeah, yeah, it's just i'm not making them for adults it's just way too complicated like making you imagine <laughs> So it lasts a good three years because it spreads out. It's just too much. Yeah, I love them. But we'll put the link to the sock shop. And so the, all the links for the sock shop, if you are looking for a, consult, a consultation with Mal and you want to book that in, I'll put the link. And I'll also put the link in for the upcoming events as well. So people know where to find you as well afterwards. Thank you. Cool. Well, I've got loads of questions for you, Mal. Well, actually, you'll be pleased to know, Mal, I've managed to whittle it down from the hundreds I've got to six main ones. Yes. I've done my homework. Um, but before we start, I'd really just like to know, uh, actually, just to kind of share, what are the benefits of baby carrying? I mean, there are hundreds, literally hundreds. The most obvious one is being able to be hands-free. So you can get on with your life and your things and you can have your baby on you and just do what you need to do. Um, It's also very practical, obviously, if you go out and about, if you have to go on a tube or something like this, then you don't have to take your buggy. You can take your baby with you. Um. There are loads of benefits in terms of bonding with your baby. So having your baby close to you helps you release uh, both of you oxytocin, but also it means that the parents can pick up on the baby's uh, cues for hunger and tiredness uh, very easily because your baby's right here in front of your eyes. You can't ignore your baby. So it really helps you pick up on this when your baby needs a feed, when your baby needs to change or just move about. Um, it also helps with uh, breastfeeding. So in lots of different ways, having the skin to skin in close contact uh, helps release uh, prolactin, which is the hormone that helps uh, produce milk. Um, and also it's very easy to breastfeed in slings. I show that to people all the time. So it makes feeding on demand and responsive feeding very, very easy like that. Um, it helps uh, other carers bond with the babies as well. So the dads, the grannies, the nannies and so on. Um, it really helps them as well. And I find that sometimes find it difficult to find a place to help the mother, especially if the mother's breastfeeding, feeding at night and so on. And when dads carry, can give the mom a break and it can really support the mother, uh, especially in the early stages. Um, it's got lots of other benefits. If you have other children, it's really handy having a sling so you can be hands-free and deal with your toddlers and all the children. Um, and babies want to be carried all the time. It's just a totally normal human uh, need. So 
carrying new baby will just answer their needs basically and they we are what we are called clinging youngs so it is normal for babies who want to be close to you and held all the time mainly because for quite a few months they don't realize that they are a separate entity from you <laughs> that's yeah. what uh, we talk about the fourth trimester um and that's why they want to be held all the time so it just enables that and makes your life easier some uh studies suggest that uh babies who are carried cry less mainly because the parents are very responsive and all their needs are met and they're being held and they're very happy and content so it can help with that it can help with reflux as well so keeping your baby upright um we stop uh, we can ease reflux um and these are some of the benefits there's so many i will be here all day <laughs> loads of benefits and yeah. I'd just like to add like I um for those of you that don't know was a nanny for 20 years and I absolutely loved carrying the babies um it was I was probably the only nanny 15 20 years ago doing that and I got some very strange looks like why are you doing that you're spoiling them you just need to put them down show them his boss but for me yeah, it made total yeah. sense and I absolutely loved it especially if the babies had older siblings I just I really 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 enjoyed it and I really miss it miss babies um and then the other thing is is that expectation there's so much expectation to get your baby as soon as they're born independent put them down don't spoil them don't cuddle them up they've got to learn to um be independent but one thing that I'm always I love the fourth trimester and one thing I'm always saying here is babies are dependent that and that independence come from comes from fostering that connection not the other way not the other way around so we've got this expectation we've got to we've got to teach to put our babies down and that it's okay and that if they there's something wrong with them if they cry when you put them down but this is all completely normal baby behavior especially at any age but especially in the four months um the four uh, not the four months regression the fourth trimester always get those two muddled up the fourth trimester not the fourth, but actually saying that the sling can be a savior in the four month regression as well like sling has got so yeah. many benefits for sleep napping naps on the go it helps connection sleep for me is all about being calm and connected so it can help with that um so yeah so i completely agree with you so many benefits to it as well can you a couple of questions i did have is can you carry from newborn and is there an age up to like when that you can't carry them anymore does that make sense so uh yes and no so yes you can carry them from newborn as soon as they come out you can put them in a sling immediately um there's no reason why not to as long as the parent feel fine especially if you're the mother you just need to make sure that you feel okay but um you can carry straight from birth uh even if you have had a c-section i did that after a lot yes you can carry your baby straight after a c-section we might need to make some adjustments to make sure there's no pressure uh around the pelvic floor area um and it's easier actually to carry in a sling than in arms after you had a c-section um because you do a lot less uh lifting like this um so yes you can carry them straight away you can even carry premature babies as long as the sling is suitable and within the lower weight limit um and if you can't carry any babies extremely tiny and we can't find a thing that will work, there are lots of other options to offer skin to skin uh, in hospital and then at home. 
Um, and then upper weight limit, um, well, there's no time really you should stop, but it depends on the, the upper weight limit of your sling. So there are plenty of carriers that go up to 15 kilos. Some go up to like 22 kilos if they're toddler carriers. And then you have uh, preschool carriers that can go up, I can't remember, like 30 kilos or something like this. Um, with woven wrap, for instance, you don't really have an upper weight limit. You can carry an adult in it and it's fine. Um, it's basically up to you to decide when you stop carrying your child. Um, there's no reason to stop unless your thing is not supportive anymore uh, and it can rip. Obviously, that's the biggest yeah. thing. But I still carry my six and a half year old in a woven wrap sometime and it's totally fine. It's still supportive and I can do it. I carry my three year old every day. Um, and it's fine. I can physically do it and those things are supportive for that. So. So it's up to you. Don't listen to what people say that your child is never going to walk if you keep carrying them for so long. I hear that all the time, which is such a stupid thing to say. Um, because if you put your child in a buggy, your, buggies, your baby is also going to walk. So it makes no difference. Children are never too old or too big to be carried. So, yeah. yes, it is you who decide. Yeah, I really like really yeah. like that. And I think I carried some of the kids I looked at like two to three. The time I I only stopped when they were I'm quite a short person when I literally couldn't do it anymore. And I think they were they wanted to get down and walk with their older siblings or with their friends. But yeah. I was happy to do it for a long time. Yeah, and then also think about it like you see loads of parents giving the kids piggyback ride or shoulder ride. There's nothing wrong with that. Nobody's frowning, you know, so why not use a sling? It's just, just a lot easier. That's very, tr that's very, very <laughs> true, isn't it? <laughs> it's so much easier. I've had so many comments in the past when I was carrying my children while older. Um, oh, isn't it too old to be carried? Like, no, absolutely not. But if my husband's carrying them on his shoulders, nobody's going to make any comments. It's actually quite cute. You know, so why not use a sling? You'll save your back and you can carry for longer. And it's just a lot more comfortable and convenient. So that is so true. Did, would you have strangers passing yeah. that opinion? And yeah, all the time. I think um, as mothers, we are judged all the time by other parents or older people. It happens all the time. Um, but I just I just know what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> And then we go with breastfeeding and everything else. Um, children and babies are public properties um, and you get a lot of unwanted advice or comment. You just have to know how to reply, I think, and just stick to your guts. You're the parent. You are the expert in your child. You know your child better than anybody else. And nobody should be here to tell you what to do, ever. <laughs> yeah, you can't see me, but I'm literally air punching to every single one of those. But I think it's so hard, like, I think it's so hard when you're publicly called, called out. Like, yeah. it must be so hard not to take, like, parenting is personal. It's hard not to take it personally when someone passes comment. Um, any comebacks that you've, that you um that you want to share I bet people would be really interested in hearing those I think I try not to get upset or angry because I'm not this type of person but I just gently educate people um when I get comments in the street or online on social media um it's just about making them realizing that 
they're telling me that as a mother and they wouldn't say that as a fa- to a father, for instance, because people think it's just all oh, so cute that dads are carrying children mm-hmm. on shoulder rides. Um, so it's just try to turn things around. I think that's my approach, really, saying, would you say that if and such and such in this situation? And then just questioning people. Why do you say that? Why do you think that? What's the outcome? What's going to happen? And because I think people say a lot of things without even realizing, because these things must have been said to them when they had their own children or or by family members. It's just really ingrained in society that we shouldn't be doing such and such, when really there's just no too and many 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 years ago we had no buggies we used to carry our babies all the time we used to breastfeed them until they were seven and that was totally normal and they still do so in many cultures around the world so what is it in our culture that we are being judged all the time as parents as to mm. what? it is nobody's business no it's i you and your children's and your partner's business and that's it not even yeah. grandparents or sisters or whatever yeah involved so i agree your baby your business exactly exactly (laughs) yeah no i totally agree i totally agree and i know we were talking about this mel before um we hit record but how long can your baby or child be in the sling for is there a limit to them being in a sling so for like like carrying um like age limit there's no age limit as i just explained but um so there's no really limit how long a baby can be in a sling your baby can be in a sling all day it's totally fine obviously take your baby out to feed to change to have like time on their backs um but there's no really time limits you can carry your baby for as long as you want sometimes they might have very long naps and it's fine for them to sleep in the sling for as long as they need do let them come out from time to time to have a good stretch and just change position because um, it's good for them to do that anyway. Same um, mm. as if they were in a buggy for a long time, then you want to take them out, put them on the play mat, do some tummy time, whatever you're doing, uh, depending on the stage of development. There is a recommendation when it comes to carrying your baby facing out or facing the world. Uh, we recommend you carry that way 20 to 30 minutes. But again, it's a recommendation. It's up to you. What you do as a parent is your choice. Um, the reason we recommend that is that it's not the most ergonomic way of carrying. And also you really can feel the weight in your shoulders after a while. So it's also for you to save your back because the whole weight is shifted forward. So your center of gravity is changed as well. So it's more for you. So you don't have back problem, but also... It's more comfortable for baby to sit facing you. Um, But it's fine. You can just do it. Um, The one thing also with facing out is don't let your baby fall asleep facing out because there's a risk of suffocation. So you need to really monitor your baby when you're carrying your baby facing the world. But there is nothing wrong with carrying your baby facing out. Many people criticize it, but it's totally fine to do. Um, Yes. So if they fall asleep facing out, you would... would uh, take them back out and and face them the other way. Yeah, yeah. So you can just gently loosen your carrier and then just very slowly lift them and turn them around facing you. Just take your time, do it slowly, rock them at the same time so they don't wake up and then put them back facing you and then just reset your carrier for facing you. Um, 
but yes, because otherwise what can happen is that the head can be pressed into the front panel or the headrest, um, and that can create a risk of suffocation. So we yeah, need to make total sense. Make yeah. total sense. And is there an age limit for that? Would you do the same for a toddler, for example? So for facing out, um, you so first of all, you won't find a toddler carrier that offers facing out because usually by the time they're like, 12 13 14 months depending on the size of your baby they just become way too heavy to be carried yeah. you know for yourself it's just very hard to support the weight that way um so so if you keep going you can keep going with your carrier as long as you're always in the upper weight limit um it yeah i mean it's up to you what you do but you'll find there's a point you just can't do it anymore because yeah just way too heavy so then you can carry them facing you or on your back or you can do hip carries as well which will give them a lot of visibility yeah so there's i've of- never carried them face out they were either on my back or they were we were chest to chest yeah 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 lots That's of people don't I, mean, I, I found it really uncomfortable on my shoulders yeah. and they'd kick and they'd kick me yeah <laughs> like yeah. right in the groin i think yeah. i've just got a really short torso <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Depending on your size and also the style of carrier that you have. So if you have a narrow base carrier with where the legs are kind of quite straight, then if they kick, that can hurt. If you have a wide base carrier where they're seated in like a deep seated position, like frog legs facing out, yeah. you, then they shouldn't be able to kick too much. Yeah, um, but fun. yeah, yeah. It's up to you, the parents. Totally. Yeah, and I guess we're all different shapes and sizes. As yeah. Oh, like that must have an impact on it. Yeah, definitely. Especially with carriers, uh, it's not one size fits all. There are so many different brands and types out there, mainly because really not one size fits all. So like people always want to try the most uh, well-known brands, but they'll find that often it doesn't suit their body shape. So then they'll go for something that is a bit less well-known, that is more fitted, that has more adjustment to fit their body also not everybody's got the same mobility so some people can't reach clips on the back and stuff like that so we need to find them something that's going to work for them that is very easy to work with because everybody should be able to use a slinger carrier by themselves Uh, you shouldn't need somebody to help you yeah so you need that's why it's so important to try before you buy especially with buckle carriers um and see what works for you yeah that makes total sense it's all about whether it's working for you this is actually a, a, quite a popular one. Any tips if you've got a sore back? So if you have a sore back, my tip is go to your nearest thing library <laughs> because they'll be able to help you. So if you are near me, I'm in East London, in Bethnal Green and Dawson, uh, you can come see me. Or if you're somewhere else in the country, you can go to the Sling Pages website and then you will find your nearest thing library from there. The best thing you can do is go get expert help and then we can discuss what kind of back problems do you have? Is it something, if your mother, is it something that happened during pregnancy? Is it something that still happening? Is it something that is caused by the sling, which can happen in a few cases, depending on how the sling is fitted and what the type of it is like? Um, so, and then just discussing like how the babies carry the weight of the baby and so on. And then we can look at what sling is like, how it is fitted, how you're using it. Because what I find is a lot of people have back problems is simply because they don't tighten the sling enough. And 
absolutely 90% of the time, people are saying they're having back problem and then the sling is just not tight enough. So slings have got to be tight for that reason, but also for safety. If it's not tight enough, your baby's head is not well supported and you have a risk of suffocation. So it's very important to make it nice and tight. It's sometimes difficult to know how tight it is. So with carriers, what you can do is hold your baby's head, lean forward. If your baby's body is coming away from yours, then it's definitely not tight enough. So retighten. I think in doubt is retighten a bit more always. With wraps, uh, it's a bit more tricky. So it's best to go see somebody. But if you find it's pulling and it's hurting, then it's just not tight enough. Um, and some people have like back conditions so then we can explore different options so maybe looking at a carrier that has lower back support or can we add lumbar support to the carrier can we look at things that don't have uh, buckles on it so like either a half buckle carrier so the straps are fitting to your body better or looking more like wrapped style stuff like med eyes or woven wrap or stretchy wraps if your baby's quite small um and looking at two shoulder carry instead of one shoulder carry because some slings you carry on just one shoulder, like wing slings. Um, so it's worth exploring other options and see if the problem perpetuates, then maybe seek some medical advice. Um, but yeah, there's lots of things to do. For a lot of people that have seen with back problem, we always ended up finding a solution for them. Sometimes it might mean trying lots of things on and keeping an open mind. Um, but eventually we get there. And sometimes it's about looking at where your baby is carried. So facing out is not all really going to help if you have some back problems. So then we can discuss about back carrying or carrying only facing you. Um, but there's lots and lots of things to do. There's just, there's, there's always something. <laughs> yeah which is what's great about it <laughs> yeah I love that and it comes back to finding something that's one size sucks and finding something that works for you exactly it's about yeah. what works for you and that is the most important message I think definitely yeah. definitely I'm with you there and then any tips for, is it possible to carry twins and do you have any tips for it yes it is very possible so I if you head over to my YouTube channel, just do a search on YouTube for Rapper Hug and I make all sorts of guides and tutorials and sling comparison and things. So you can go there and then check out the video I've made. Yeah, I see a lot of twin parents. I'm actually near a hospital that has, uh, that offers IVF, IVF. So I ended up like yeah. quite a lot of twins and multiples. Um, and there's lots and lots and lots of options for twin carrying. Um, I think with twins, it's about keeping an open mind and maybe starting with something and then moving on to something else later on. Um, so when they're very little, we prefer carrying them both on the front or more towards the hip. As they get bigger, around six months, they've got better head control, then you can look into carrying one on the front, one on the back. And to do that, you can combine a million different slings. So... It depends what you want, really. I'll work with the parent and see what works for them, seeing what the weight of both twins is at one point, and then 
just moving on. You can get twin slings. Um, personally, I don't have them in my library because I find you can always find lots of solutions with using two slings or two babies in one wrap, for instance. So you can absolutely carry them together. Some people prefer having one in a buggy and then one in a sling and then just uh, swapping over. It's it's absolutely possible. You can carry triplets if you want to as well. So. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. I've only ever worked with one triplet family. Wow. <laughs> very, very cute. Very, very cute. That was really, really useful. Thank you. And then I've just got a few quick fire questions about sleep and the sli- and sleeping in the sling, because as predicted, um, I wasn't very surprised about this, but the, a lot of the questions were around sleep, um, sleeping in the sling. So does napping in a sling affect nighttime sleep? Uh, not at all. It's totally natural for a baby to want to sleep on you. So having contact naps, it's just totally normal. They want to feel safe and secure. They want to feel warm. Your chest is the best place for them to sleep and they absolutely love that and it's completely normal for them to want to do that. Um, so my advice is just don't fight it. Just let your baby sleep in a sling on you. It will just comfort them and that's what they need. They just need a lot of comfort. They don't need to be trained to be sleeping somewhere in particular. It's not going to affect uh, sleep time at all. Uh, yeah. It really just makes no difference. What you can do is um, just not let them sleep uh, in the sling in a dark room. So just keep walking around, be at home, but just don't close the curtains because that can affect uh, the sleep pressure. So you want the sleep pressure to keep building during the day and carry on. You can explain all of that much better than yeah. I can. <laughs> but it won't affect that at all. Um, yeah. So... You just do what your baby needs and it just makes your life so much easier. The more you fight, the harder you're making your life. The one thing about sleeping and sling is that you have to remember that if you need to nap or the baby's napping, you must take your baby out of your sling because one of the safety thing is, uh, we say in view at all times means you need to always monitor your baby. So you can't close your eyes and sleep and monitor your baby at the same time. So you must take your baby out of this of the sling and put them down on a safe sleeping surface yeah makes total sense and i just want to add my tuppence worth in there this yeah. comes up such a lot i think there's so much pressure to get your baby to sleep in a cot for it to count for a nap and i to answer this question is that i honestly don't believe that where they sleep during the day whether that's in a nap with you on a, uh, a nap mat whether you co-sleep for a nap I'm not saying it's completely impossible because I've learned working with parents that n- nothing is impossible but it's so 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 very unlikely that it's going to impact the nighttime sleep I've never seen it in practice and yes naps and nighttime sleep are linked um, how they nap during the day and how they sleep at nighttime can lead back to one another but where they actually sleep so napping in a sling doesn't impact the nighttime sleep it's they're two completely separate things i've worked with hundreds of babies probably not more than that now that nap in a sling and then go to bed either bed sharing in a, in a completely different space at night time they settle lovely at bedtime um and they, they sleep very well at night time i the best way to put it is i would never come i've never ever honestly come back and looked at where a baby's napping during the day to improve the bedtime the bedtime routine putting them down to sleep or their sleep at night time. 
I think it's yeah, really important. Yeah, I think there's also a lot of false belief. I mean, I do have a few clients who said to me that they sleep training, then sleep like training their babies to nap in the cot during the day, and they refuse for the baby to sleep in the sling. Um, it, I mean, I don't know where they get this idea from. Again, it's just another societal pressure and false belief um it, it just it makes no difference your baby's happier sleeping on you trust me uh, <laughs> yeah also it just makes your life easier because if you can't go anywhere because your baby needs to nap at certain times in the cot it's going to really affect your life your day-to-day things to do and also your mental health i mean not being able to go meet friends or family or go to a class or this or this because your baby needs to be home to nap in the cot at such a particular time it just makes it impossible i've never let my i mean i've never put my kids down to nap in the bed they always slept on me and I just get on with my life like yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it makes it, life very difficult yeah it, and I guess that comes back to it doing something that works for you like I'm a massive fan if it's working for you always well crack on do what's working for you take off that pressure don't let it become a battle but for some families if you do want to get them into the car I think that's it's always okay to do you can do that you can make changes and do it in a very gentle way it's absolutely okay to do that but I think it's really important that there are so many myths such as does sleeping in a sling affect nighttime sleep it really doesn't and actually it leads on to this second question is that um is a sling nap as good and restorative as a nap in bed love to hear your take on this now because again this is another massive myth i think it's exactly if not (laughs) better because like I personally in my own experience and not not as a professional because I am not a sleep consultant so I have done a bit of uh, training but I don't know enough um my babies are happy when they wake up from a nap when they've been sleeping on me than when they wake up alone in a cot they'll just scream because they don't know where they are and where I am and so on um and they're just quite happy they wake up they boob a bit and then they're happy to go on with, get on with whatever else we're doing for the rest of the day. They will sleep the same amount of time in a sling than in a cot, maybe more actually, because if I see sometimes they start waking up, I'll just keep walking and rocking and just like helping them go back to sleep if I find they only sleep for maybe 20 minutes. Um, I think personally, it's just totally up to the parents what they want to do. Um, but I don't think there's much of a difference. It might just be better to sleep in a sling, but again, I don't know. I like to base my claim on uh, scientific evidence, and I don't have scientific evidence. <laughs> I like, I like that. Um, and yeah, I I completely agree. This comes up so much, and it comes back to that naps have to be in a cot to count. They really don't. And I think this is what I would say about this. I believe you are an expert. Um, you're an expert in so many different things and you're always the expert as all of the parents they're always the expert of their baby um that there's this expectation or this myth that if it's not in a cot to count they don't go into deep restorative sleep um but naps during the day they're not um it was it comes on to what you're talking about that peak pressure during the day yeah well it leads on from that during the day even older babies 
the the amount of melatonin sleep hormone that they produce during the day it's almost undetectable so yeah. we nap during the day when we've built up enough peak pressure to get ourselves to sleep the naps during the day are completely different to nighttime sleep it's there's hardly any melatonin literally undetectable it's always a lighter type of sleep mm-hmm. they don't go into that deeper sleep because of the lack of mel because of the melatonin where the melatonin is at and for me i don't i just don't buy into this theory of junk sleep maybe at night time like it's the same thing for us if we slept on a train or a boat or a plane overnight time you definitely don't feel as refreshed um but i think that's completely different like nighttime and nap time sleep is completely different so yeah i completely believe that a sling nap is as good and restorative as a nap in a cot if not more so because you're able to resettle them you're close they're more likely to do a little bit longer but again i guess it is what works for one might not work for another yeah exactly yeah absolutely yeah and then that leads on to my baby will only nap in a sling for naps is this a problem Uh, my answer to this is things are only i would always come back and ask that question back to the parents is it a problem for you because if your baby is happy napping in the sling you're happy with your baby napping in the sling then being honest it just it just isn't a problem unless it's one for you no it's definitely not a problem at all um yeah exactly if you find that it's stressful issue then maybe think about what you want to do but it's totally normal again like it's important to remember that this is normal infant behavior that babies want to contact nap because this is where they feel safe mm. warm and evolutionarily that's what we used to do that's why we survived <laughs> basically um it's totally normal and it's fine and i think some people think it's a problem because others have been telling them that it's a problem yeah. But in reality, it just isn't. And it's very important not to compare yourself to other parents. It is their choice. And also your parents were your parents. They did what they did with you, but they're not the parents of your baby. Um, It's very important to remember that. If your baby is happy, why fight it? It will just make life happier. Happy baby makes happy parents. And and I think slings are a very big tool in enabling this. Yeah, definitely. I think it is really important to to not to compare ourselves, but it's so hard when you are being called out or someone's giving you unsolicited advice, parenting advice, or they're making um, an opinion on your parenting. I think it's so hard not to compare, but I think it is really important to, I'm always reminding myself, parents, that, that to, to, to try not to compare because we all do think, comes back to, what's working for that parent might not work for you yeah exactly and i mean i've seen a lot of families and they find that their mother telling you but this is what i did with you and i just remind them that things that were done with us in i don't know how old people are but for me it was in the 80s and my mom would just like cry us to sleep all the time and abandoned us and there was no things there was no breastfeeding um it was a completely different time and mm, things have moved on there's been a lot more research that shows that this and this is normal we're talking more about attachment parenting and gentle parenting and things we did in the past are not necessarily good you know yeah you tell women that it was good for them to smoke i mean come on (laughs) yeah that is very true when we know better we can do better i think sometimes exactly i think what's always important with everything 
it's to inform yourself because informed is best and thus when it comes to feeding your baby and everything else is just to educate yourself and inform yourself and if you can look at the research and um just always take advice with a pinch of salt and remember that you are the expert on your ba- in your baby this is you you're in charge and you know better than anybody else yeah brilliant brilliant advice last couple of questions hopefully they'll be quick ones is can you feed um to sleep in a sling yes absolutely you can so you can breastfeed and bottle feed tube feed cup feed whatever how you want to feed in the sling um and if your baby falls asleep that is totally normal um we find breastfed babies fall asleep at the sling uh a lot because breast milk's got soporific effects and that's totally normal what you need to do is always retighten your sling once your baby's finished uh drinking um if you can burp them but not all babies will burp uh, once they've fallen asleep um and always always retighten so don't leave it loose or always put your baby back upright if you're feeding in a cradle or cross cradle uh position uh always bring back your baby upright it's very very important and yes it's totally fine for them to fall asleep at the breast or on the bottle it's totally fine amazing it's just important that if they fall asleep facing out to turn them back around again yes that's the other thing as well absolutely yeah yeah amazing and then actually we'll do this one first of all like is facing out too distracting for a baby to sleep uh so what like i would recommend in general is do the facing out when your baby's alert your baby isn't overtired and it's fine for them uh, to be facing out because they're happy to look around. Um, if you want your baby to fall asleep, I will say definitely don't put them facing out because if they do fall asleep, eventually you will have to turn them around and you have more of a risk of waking them up. So if your baby's tired and it's time to nap, just put them on the front. What you can also do is just put them on a the hip if your carrier allows that and then bring them back to the front when they're asleep. Um, but it's there's no... I mean... It's also a bit of a myth that babies carried facing out are overstimulated. Babies are naturally curious uh, from a few months old um, and they want to see the world. And it's totally fine to do that in facing out or in a hip carrier. Back carrier as well offers a lot of visibility. Um, it's, it's not, I don't think it overstimulates them, but what can happen is that some babies can become a bit overwhelmed. So if they can't see the parent, they can become a bit distressed and then they might cry. And if your baby becomes distressed or cry, you should immediately turn them back uh, facing you. Um, if they see something that upsets them or they're just a bit scared or feel insecure, they will want to see you. So doing a hip carry will allow them to see you and see the world at the same time so sometimes it's a really good option to do hip carries but um, the other thing about facing out is that some babies get totally addicted to it um (laughs) i love that oh my god the world is amazing um so and some babies won't be carried facing the parent anymore they will just scream and scream so it's just something to bear in mind before you offer the facing out option or you could try to do it with just like short amount of time and then turn them around. Um, so it's just something to remember. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great. I think that's great and very sensible advice there. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and they're all really, I just think it just comes back to every baby is completely different. And yeah. some babies are playing and looking around is always going to be their priority where some are happy just to kind of, right, I'm tired. They're going to, I'm going to nod off now. I think they're yeah. all, they're all different. And again, it's about finding what works for you and your baby. Yes, exactly. I mean, like from my personal experiences carrying my children, I've never faced them out because I never really saw the need for it. Um, so I would do hip carries and also I used mainly pretty much always woven wraps. So you can't really offer a facing out option, but I will just um, hip carry them and they will see the world and they will see me at the same time. And it's just easier to communicate as well. I think when you can see them because they can pick up on uh uh, paralinguistic cues which is basically like how you're acting how your different gestures and eye contact and all that um, really helps them to communicate and you can see how they react to certain things and situation and things they see um, so it's easier to see them nowadays um, but again it's totally up to you <laughs> yeah yeah, I love that. Parents are always the experts. And this is the last question, I promise. Um, can baby wearing um, relax or and or help a toddler to sleep? Yes, absolutely. Um, I, it, there's no like time when baby wearing is not beneficial anymore. We call it toddler wearing, so <laughs> so a preschool wearing. You can preschool wearing. You can carry your baby for as long as you want, and if they need to nap, they find it relaxing. Then they can do so. I see that with many families. They find that their toddlers will only nap on them, and and that's fine, and they're totally happy with that. So they just need to find a thing mm. for the weight of their toddler. Um, I find my toddler just likes to contact nap still at three years old. He really wants to do that. So when he's tired, he just asks for uh, to be put in a wrap. And if he needs to boo, he will boo. Um, and he falls asleep. And um, some depending on what I'm doing, I might just put him back down on the bed because at three years old, he's quite heavy. And if I want to do something, it's a bit tricky doing anything with him on the front. Um, or I would just put him straight on my back. Um, so it's easier for me to do things. But if we're out and about, you can just sleep there. And it's totally fine. And he does pretty much all the time. He goes into the wrap and he falls asleep. So, um, And if I find that he's very cranky, but he's refusing to lie down with me on the sofa or on the bed, um, then I put him in the wrap and that calms him down. What happens with wraps and slings is because they're nice and tight, it puts pressure on certain area and uh, sends them... Um, signals um to sleep as well which is quite handy so yeah. it can do that as well so yeah. oh, i love it i absolutely love it i always, i liked it when i was a nanny and the toddler would go to sleep and i felt i don't know for me it was a little bit of a, a break i felt like i could go and walk out get myself a nice coffee yeah, do a bit yeah. of window browsing just and I didn't have to worry about listening out for them because they're going to wake up or worry how long they were going to get it. They would literally right there on my back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can just do so many things. I mean, I've, I've hiked up mountains with <laughs> kids on my back in a wrap. I've done so many things with babies in my in wraps. It's just you can do pretty much everything as long as it's safe, obviously. Yeah. Don't, yeah. 
go drilling a wall with a baby in a sling. <laughs> it's common sense. Don't um, cycle or scoot or whatever with your baby in a sling, all right? Don't do anything you wouldn't do if your baby was in arms, basically. Uh, yeah. Common sense is really good. So. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Don't do anything you wouldn't do with your baby in arms. Yeah. Exactly. 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 Yeah. And do you know what? The um, parting piece here is that, and I've totally done this, you can even go to the toilet with your baby in a sling. Yeah, exactly. I've had people who were just a bit freaking out. But I mean, yeah, you can. Absolutely. If you're using your wrap on. <laughs> Make sure the tails don't go in the toilet because it's a bit annoying. But you can absolutely do that. Yes. This is a game, <laughs> game changer. Like literally game changer. You can do so many things. <laughs> so many different things, even going to the toilet. Yeah. Oh, now it's been so, so lovely talking to you. And thank you so much for A, for taking the time to, to record this day but also to share your expertise your job joy with us and answer the questions uh, amazing I've definitely learned so much from listening to you oh, and yeah. you never stop learning it doesn't matter yeah. how long you've been doing something there's always something new to learn and yeah I really hope that um to see you very soon once the covid has done one and we can get back to doing events but yes. if people wanted to listening to this wanted to find out how to book a consultation they want to book um they want to buy some socks off of you they want to find your youtube um shall i just put all the links for you in the show notes or yes, did you have anything else you wanted to share now no that's fine i mean they can contact me whatever way so if you go on my website you'll find all my contact details you can contact me via email uh you can send me a text try to text not call because i just don't hear really well on the phone um <laughs> you can send me a message on facebook on instagram whatever is going to work for you i will always answer you um whatever question people are if you can't book and you just have some questions please do ask them i'm always here and happy to to answer them um but yes get in touch whatever you need i'm always happy to answer <laughs> amazing amazing now thank you so much for joining us i'll speak to you soon thank you bye-bye thank you so much for listening to me your host kerry secker on the carrot out sleep show i really hope you found the podcast reassuring informative and a little bit fun if you did please don't forget to subscribe to the show below and i'd be so grateful if you could leave me some fabulous feedback I always love hearing from you and one lucky listener will win lifetime access to my Bedtime Basics e-course every single month. My next podcast episode will be out in two weeks time but if you can't wait for more of my sleep shizzle you can find me over on Instagram at carrotoutsleepconsultant. I update my sleep squares and speak sleep there on the daily. Big love and sleep solidarity to you all.